Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. Well, you who are Christians have most likely read the parables or heard countless sermons on them throughout your lives. Jesus told 40 of them. Only two are explained. And fortunately, this is one of the two. Jesus explained this parable privately to his disciples a little later in the text. Now, parables are about simple, common things, often farming, mustard seeds and sowers, vines, vineyards, and farm workers. So what's a parable? Well, one definition is that a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Another definition is that a parable is a riddle. I rather like that. A riddle, you know, is something you have to figure out. And here's one for you to figure out. I'm tall when I'm young, but short when I'm old. What am I? And it's okay, this isn't elementary school. You can call out an answer. You won't have to stand for recess. A shadow? Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> the answer is a candle, which gets shorter as it burns down. Now here's another one. What do you call a priest who becomes a lawyer? Any idea? What? Crazy. Crazy right now. A father-in-law. Now, those of you who enjoyed careers in teaching know that a riddle is a great way to challenge students' thinking or to get them to think about something in a different, out-of-the-box kind of way. See, a riddle disrupts our usual thought patterns, and it opens up our minds to perceive a greater possibility or reality, which for a variety of reasons, can be closed off to us. So one word to the wise, although these parables seem simple, the messages that they convey are deep. People can and do go down many pathways in their explaining and application of them. Now, Jesus' parables fall into different categories. There are parables of the kingdom, parables of grace, parables of judgment. And today's parable, the weeds among wheat, is a parable of the kingdom. And there are seven parables of the kingdom in Matthew 13. We recall that Matthew was a tax collector and also a collector of stories about Jesus. And Matthew was a systematic organizer, and he organized seven parables of Jesus into this particular section of his gospel alone. And parables were a favorite teaching device of Jesus, and people loved these stories in the same way that we love riddles. In short, today's parable teaches us that in this experience we call life, there will be evils 
and distractions, weeds of all kinds, sown by an enemy. And Jesus tells his hearers to let those weeds be until harvest time. The kingdom will persist despite the weeds. In fact, pulling up those weeds may wreak havoc and kill everything off. We know that things can get woefully out of balance in us human beings. Now, of course, letting weeds grow until the harvest seems like a strange practice. Those of you who are gardeners know that it's best to pull up those weeds before they use up all the nutrients in the soil and choke out your crop. Common wisdom says that weeds will prevent the good plants from having the stamina needed to produce fruit or vegetables. My mother was an avid gardener and pretty much fed our family right out of her Pennsylvania gardens in the summertime. She would have us kids up in the morning pulling weeds before the sun got too hot. And you know what the first rule of pulling weeds is, right? You have to get them by the root or they come right back. Yet, here Jesus is telling us something counterintuitive. He's breaking up the natural place our minds tend to go. Maybe he wasn't as much a gardener as he was a carpenter and weighed in more knowledgeably on things like building foundations. But I think he had a deeper theological purpose for telling this story. He wasn't advising us on good practices in agronomy. He's making a theological point that in the present time, there are some things we are going to have to tolerate and perhaps even learn from during our days on earth. We learn lessons in the dark, you see. There are soul-strengthening lessons from our wrestling with evil in this life. Yes, all will one day be well, as the Catholic mystic St. Julian of Norwich once said, but Jesus' point in this parable is not so much about all being well one day as it is about the conditions of living in the here and now. And I say that only because the bulk of today's parable instructs us on dealing with life in the here and now. It's just at the last verse where he talks about the harvest time and, and then later when he explains the meaning of this parable to his disciples that he says how things will be in the very end. Then, and only then, will the weeds be burned at the time when the wheat gets brought into the barn. But that's not where Jesus wants our focus. Well, we know that living in the here and now can get really messy. We have all kinds of ethical issues to grapple with in life. Just war discussions, for example, among them. Death penalty and prisons as well. And what Jesus appears to be saying is that war and death penalties and prisons and other ways that we deal with the bad things in life aren't really going to make the world a better place. It's not that resisting evil is morally wrong. 
It's just that we aren't ever going to save ourselves completely when we attempt to deal with evil once and for all in this world. Punching in nuclear codes, you know, has devastating side effects. If we go to war to end an evil somewhere, the so-called good side is going to get clobbered too, and new problems are going to crop up as a result of that war. And then we know that putting folks in jail often ends up hardening them further. And it's not that these things aren't at times a mean to, means to cope. It's just that they aren't ultimately going to solve the problem of evil. But here's the good news in all of this. The kingdom, the goodness in this world, will not be ultimately thwarted. Nothing will stop God's kingdom expansion here on earth. The wheat continues to grow despite the inevitable weeds. And there is nothing we or anyone else that we can or should do about it. Jesus sows the good seed, and that kingdom won't stop growing because there is the constant inevitability of evil in life's mix. This is what Jesus is telling us. We are not going to be able to eradicate evil, but God will sort it all out in the end. We humans are likely not competent or wise enough to deal well with such complexities in life anyway. Well, let's talk about the weeds. Some translations call them tares. What they are is a weed called darnel, which looks a lot like wheat. Our text today tells us that an enemy sowed that darnel at night as an act of sabotage. A farmer's enemy back then might do just such a thing, to sabotage someone's farm and choke out his crop. At night, a farmer's enemy could come and scatter an invasive plant species to get back at the, the farmer for something. Now, Darnell is poisonous to humans, something we think we ought to uproot, but Jesus says to let it be. One thing about Darnell is that its seed ends up being food for birds, especially doves. So Darnell, too, has a purpose. As the biblical symbolism, well, and the biblical symbolism of the dove should not be lost on us. So perhaps there is a complex ecological balance at play that trumps this rather singular concern of the farmer's yield. The doves have to eat during their days on Earth, too. They have to live and have a place in the ecosystem. Now, later when Jesus explains this parable privately to um, his disciples, this riddle to his disciples in a house, he indicates that he has sown the word of the kingdom and it has borne fruit in some, such as his disciples, but the devil, the enemy, has sent his minions into the field as well, minions who work lawlessness and who cause others to stumble. Elsewhere, Matthew speaks of false prophets and people who are just plain evil. 
And Jesus' followers need to recognize that the world is likewise infected. But they also need to resist the urge to purge the world of evil. Work for good, yes. Purge evil, no. Under no circumstances are they to try to rid the world of those they would identify as demonic. Just as God sends rain and sunshine on the good and the bad, the just and the unjust, so Jesus' disciples, the ones called servants in the parable, are to let the wheat and the weeds grow side by side and leave the judgment to God. Leave the judgment to God. How often do we hear that? Many of us are tempted to judge, thinking that we can see so clearly. Jesus, though, cautions us. We all have logs in our eyes. We don't see as clearly as we think. There are complexities in life well beyond our wisdom. But there is good news in all of this. An enemy, rather than God, is to blame for the situation, and the presence of evil is not by God's design. And evil is temporary. Again, in the words of St. Julian of Norwich, all shall one day be well. In time, the harvest will come, and all causes of sin and all evildoers will be destroyed. In the meantime, the wheat and the weeds will be entwined. So I'll end with this traditional Hebrew story told by Thomas Lindbergh that illustrates this, this point of tolerance or forbearance. And just for the record, this story is not exactly biblical, but it captures Jesus' meaning in this parable. According to the traditional Hebrew story, Abraham was sitting outside his tent one evening when he saw an old man, weary from age and journey, coming toward him. And Abraham rushed out and greeted him, and then, as custom in Middle Eastern cultures, invited him into his tent. There he washed the old man's feet and gave him food and drink. The old man immediately began eating without saying any prayer or blessing. So Abraham asked him, don't you worship God? And the old traveler replied, I worship fire only in reverence, no other God. When he heard this, Abraham became incensed and grabbed the old man by the shoulders and threw him out of his tent in a, into the cold night air. And when the old man had departed, God called to his friend Abraham and asked where the stranger was. And Abraham replied, I forced him out because he did not worship you. And God answered, I have suffered him these 80 years, although he dishonors me. Could you not endure him for one night? Jesus tells the parable about the wheat and the weeds and explains it because he wants us to resist destroying the weeds in this life, lest we also destroy the wheat. 
And this requires of our lives some patience. May we therefore cultivate exactly that. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at BeatitudesChurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.